Praise the Lord. Have your way, have your way. As we wait, the secret of waiting, I pray all of us will discover in the spirit. When you wait, it is spelt as speed. So no wonder the prophet would say, they that wait will gain altitude, will gain height like the eagle. And he uses the word soar, which means it's not your effort. You have that technology of aerodynamics and you begin to glide. And so most of us, including me, we are in a hurry. But the secret is in waiting. And there is something that God has designed in waiting and that people have entered into some realms with God, some distance with God. And much what we do may not count when we look at him. And the manner in which we stand before him is what gives us a ranking before God. And many will come to him that day and say, we did so much. But our place in the spirit comes only by waiting. Learn that, that, that discipline. I use the word technology because of that word gets us more going. It's a process. And so one of the ways we do is when we come and worship. Um, it's, it's much beyond all the chords and the songs that you see. I pray we get some special lenses which some store in the world will sell to buy and see what happens when we worship. May the Lord open our eyes. Suddenly when a church would be born, Paul established, um, I mean he wrote 13 letters, established 20 churches, raised up some, some, some 30 of them, 30 to 40 men and women to be ministers. And every time a church is born, immediately he says, I never stop praying for you that the eyes will open, eyes will open, and that you will not see the Roman government, the military, but you will see the heavenly government. God's government is not democratic. He's a monarch. That's why we worship. There's no way we can bargain with God. You can't vote him in. He doesn't have to go to polls. He doesn't have to advertise. No, he is God by himself, whether we worship him or not. He doesn't become more a better God. You can't put an, apply a better cream for God. Lord, I worship you half an hour. No. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are the people of his pasture. And that's the verse that we have. And so yeah, these are just opening remarks. I hope you got this card. Pastor Rama was going around giving uh, this card. You will, you will get it if you have not got it. This is the promise verse for us. Somebody want to tell it from memory? Anybody? I don't know whether the pastor will come up for snacks announcements. But uh, anyone want to get that out verse? You know that at least the first three phrases, it's already there. Okay, please close your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> Pastor gave a clue already. Yeah, my sheep hear my voice. Then second, Jesus said, I know them and, and, and they follow me. Pastor Prem looks like he's on the 2024 mode. We are in 20. Yeah, that is the next phrase, Pastor. They will not perish but have. Now, uh, as Pastor expounded on these two and brought out four important truths, today, uh, yeah, I have the gun. Thank you, uh, Ligori. Ligori is doing a good job last three Sundays. Give him a good hand, please. He's, he's sweated out. He comes before the rising sun and he gets all that operated. He's got all the files. 
the mystery files, the classified files, everything are with him and he's working hard. Yeah. Thank you, Brother Ligori. Uh, my sheep share my voice. Today, I want to, uh, I mean, this is a journey for, for me myself. And ex sorry about those who logged in. I'm on the right side, the promised land. I will come the other side. Um, I hope all, all are zoomed in. Yes, yeah, we are. All are inside. Yes, thank you. Um, my sheep hear my voice. How to listen to God. And pastor was giving some fantastic exhortations right before the service. I think that is the message for today. You know, uh, how do I know God? And which book should I read? How many books should I finish in 2023 to know the voice of the shepherd? And so Jesus was very categorical, meaning he was straight. My sheep know my voice. And those days, 2,000 years ago, there were no commentaries. The Bible was not written. Jesus never said to any disciples, Day, please write down da. After that, it will be useful for you. Jesus never said that to anyone. Have you ever seen that? He didn't say, look, 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 just write it down. And no, he knew by the spirit and the, the, the 40 men were carried by the spirit as they wrote the Bible. So how do you know his voice? How do I know uh, that this is the shepherd's voice? How do I train myself so that I will possess the four promises that we saw last week? How do I know that I will never be perished? How do I know him? For John 17, that uh, reverb is there. Yeah, I feel I'm in a stadium you know, the new church where we are standing and preaching, you know, check one. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. How do I know his voice? My sheep know my voice. And if you know his voice, you will follow him. There is a quote in leadership. Do not climb a ladder and reach the top only to find that you climb the wrong ladder. You're following, you're following, you're following, and one day you come, I finish the race, and you, 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 you go to some other stadium, not the right stadium where the match was happening. And you keep following, you do so much for life, you invest, you spend, you study, you buy, at last you got to know it was not worth it. So if you know the voice, you have a destiny. If you miss the voice, it will be such a void in life. No one should go there. So today, I'm going to make an attempt of what I'm learning and not that I graduated from this school, no way. But we will all pursue together because this is the verse God has given to us. And we will be men and women of pursuit. Now, what comes to your mind when you see this image? Yeah. I get to see one screen. You have another screen. And there is this a little giant screen. Yeah. Dawn. Very good. Dawn. D-O-N? Uh, D-A-W-N. Thank you. Dawn. Yeah, light, thank you, light. Light has dawned, wow. Yeah. Anything else comes to your mind? Let me describe and then slowly this image will, will strike your mind. In the, in the courts of eternity, I'm going to take us back to, you know, there are some in the Bible, but let's go much beyond when this earth was, 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 was uh, yet to be created in the mind of God and in the creation of God. So uh, I'm just going to paraphrase it and, and, and animate it a little bit and uh, may not be just exactly the biblical pattern, but for us to understand and get to know the heart of God, the spirit of the matter. Yeah, the data, we can, we can argue about it. When God... Godhead, they had a committee meeting in the boardroom of God. Don't ask me where is the boardroom. Yeah, committee meeting, whether, you know, they serve tea or coffee is not the matter. So God began to discuss 
and they looked into the expanse of the galaxy. They looked into every iota of creation, but yet they, they, the multitude of angels, and they, they, were, they were different cadre of angels, and all that, but, but God said, I want to create something with which I can engage. Did you know when you go to the angelic beings in, in the Bible, they don't delve much about God. Like what pastor said today, God is invisible. 1 Timothy 6.16, anybody? Un Thank you, pastor. You rescued our church. Amazing grace. Yeah. God dwells in, God dwells in unapproachable light. Even the angels don't have access to God. And no wonder the way they recite and worship God. I'm going to come to, to that in a while. And so God said, I want to interact. I want to make a realm. I want to make a zone where I can interact and delve myself. I can come close to a manner of creation where we can, we can discuss, we can talk, we can have fellowship. We can, I can yearn to tell the secrets and the mysteries and the covenants that I have. And God said, let us make it was his design. Nothing that you see in us. No wonder the psalmist would say we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The manner in which God would take billions of cells. Every day some cells die and some cells regenerate. The, the mechanism in which more than the biology of it. The way God created the divine dynamics of man is super. You have to understand this. And the first three slides, four slides are only about that. If you can somehow distill this into your spirit. Our lives are changed forever. So God said, let us make man in our likeness, in our image. See, image, whenever you click a picture and then you begin to say, oh, I know this person. He looks like that person. And then sometimes, you know, most of the time it is said that when you look at in a group picture, first person to see is you yourself. Yeah, you will not bother about your neighbor. And then you always look yourself and then your friends and then you keep. And this image represents the reality. And so God said, let us make some creature who represents somebody like us. And let us enforce and empower them with our image. And God made man. And let me go ahead and God created. That whole verse, Genesis 1, 26, 27. God created. God, male and female, he created. They didn't evolve. He's the creator. He's the bara. He's the one who designed it and said, let us, let us make man. And then he put them in the garden of Eden. This is Eden. I want to explain what is Eden. Eden is just not a place. You cannot go to any document today, do any kind of search and find this. God has sealed this. Eden, Eden I kind of feel, is a state. And I want to explain Eden this way. This is Eden. This is the realm of God. Let's call it spiritual realm. This is the realm of man, the physical realm. God said, I want the two realms. Let us make man with a realm where the two realms will interact. And I call it superimpose. It's like, it's like the realm, uh, I think I explained the other day. It's like one realm, one chair, you put it on the other. That's called superimpose. This image is superimposed on the other. And so God said, let us make a zone, a state, a place called Eden. It's much more than physical beauty. The place where God could come and dwell with man. That is the longing. That's what we want in worship. 
That's what pastor would come take up the mic and say, do this. Let us have the glory. What do you mean by glory of God? The Eden garden. And God would come. Look at this verse. I know I'm, I'm, whenever I preach, the clock runs fast. Already 15 minutes gone. Lord, please. Voice of God. How to recognize the voice of God? The voice of God was so crystal clear in the garden. Look at this verse in Genesis 3.8. Then the man and his wife heard the voice. Oh my. So that means in Eden, before the sin came and visited, the voice of God, God was every day coming in. In the cool of the day. Look at the other translation. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord. Heard the Lord. So when you come to a place where the spiritual realm superimposes on the natural realm, you hear the voice of God. When you, when you pray, I'm, I'm, I'm advancing today's thought. When you pray, when you worship, you're actually asking the realm of the spirit to superimpose on you and you hear the voice of God. The voice of God is not English. The voice of God is not Malayalam. The voice of God is not Tamil. I'll tell you how God would speak. But let's understand, unless you have the realm of God, the voice of God is absent. You desire the realm of God. You, 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 you long for the realm of God. And we must know the process and the manner in which the shepherd would lead his sheep only for this realm. So Jesus would take us back. What did Jesus say? I am the way and the life. No one comes to the Father except he's the door, he's the gate, he's the presence, he's the word, he's the good news, he's the gospel. That's why we cry Jesus. That's why they said, Peter and John, to stop. They said, no, what other name can you give by which man can be saved except the name of Jesus? And if you're scared, and if you're chicken-hearted to tell Jesus, how can, you, how can you move in the presence? That's why the worship leader, sometimes I'm so, I, I, I'm so disturbed when the congregation, you know the presence of God. You call on his name, he's there. He's as good, close to you at the mention of his name. And the authority and the power is wielded to you at the name of Jesus. And that's why we worship that name. Without the realm of God, the voice of God, don't expect the voice of God. And we must know the taste of the presence of God. We must know the, 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 the place that you linger. Now let me tell you, I'll come to, I'll come to the place where, where Adam and Eve messed up. But in Eden, the devil came, tempted. The deceiver has a manner of work. But I'll tell you, how do you lose the presence of God? Just as I'm hurrying. If you want to lose this zone, the realm of the spirit, interacting with the realm of the natural, and you want that state called Eden, where there is river of God and the river of life and the tree of life and the goodness of God will mask. The recipe that the enemy used is called self-destruction. Now listen to me carefully on these two lines. The recipe for self-destruction is rebellion. Rebellion. You don't, want, you don't ha want anyone to come and destroy you. No. Rebellion is enough. Rebellion is, is the root cause of self-destruction. Enemy did not pull Adam and Eve out. 
the enemy did not bring in 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 in, in a garrison of soldiers and 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 put one 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 encircle them and then trap them and use some missile no every time we rebel we self destruct this zone called the presence of god the opposite of rebellion is obedience every time you come to this obedience that old hymn trust and obey for there is no other way to be happy every time you obey no wonder in garden i i think we we studied on genesis 2:15 you abad me and you shamar me you obey me and you keep my word you worship me and you keep my word you host my presence why do we say read the bible in the morning why do we chide the child and say read the word be disciplined in your devotions why do we say early in the morning in the night pray as a couple pray as a church pray why do we have pre service prayer why do we have sometimes evening prayer why what's the secret behind and the madness behind the method it is this every time there's obedience and what you host the presence every time you rebel pastor said something in the morning he said he was he's a very gentle man he said please come on time and your your uh, we announce our service at 10 o'clock obedience is you come at 10 o'clock yeah love means you come at 9:45 9:30 disobedience is you come at 10:01 yes or no and he won't say this i know no continuously as a christian 52 sundays 45 sundays i come at 10 15 and 10:30 and here someone will announce next sunday we have service at 10 service at 10 simple simple i don't have to tell you but recipe for self destruction rebel no i won't do no i won't pray let's all lift our hands simple lift our hands what will happen nothing No no left wing right wing will come and put the bullet here no lift your hands no why should i my denomination does not allow me you know i'm a methodist you know i'm a pentecostal you know what are you now we are this look at just simple instructions god i mean that's what god wanted to train in the zone in the zone called eden god did not give any heavy duty work train yourself for obedience train yourself to keep the presence and worship me and abad me shamar me whenever you worship me and keep my word my presence will be with you very simple of destruction you don't read the bible you don't pray slowly we will attract now garden of eden let me come very quickly god said let us make one man i wish god made 12 of them and had a football team and said put one nice all of them with god under a messi alavanda i am the one and mess up this person i mean god could have done 10 people god have done 50 people and and been in the center and showed him off why did god make one man out of the need for that man he he made that man to sleep and and pulled him by his side and made one woman and said both of you are my creation why did god make one man to have fellowship with one man only what's the heart of god is no matter how many people are 7 billion people are there in the world he wants to desire fellowship with you understand why eden was there understand why god said everything will be taken care i will make rivers flow i will take care of your food i'll take care of your health i'll take care of your garments i'll cover you with glory nothing will harm you just obey me wish I'll, i'll do that let's let's come to the cool of the day god came 
God took time to come at the cool of the day. Somebody said 3 p.m. God getting ready to come and meet this mortal man. Can you ever stagger at that thought? How does God get ready to meet man? What are the goodies he would go? Which bakery he will go and empty that for man to meet him in the evening and comes and says, Adam, where are you? And that day he's missing in the garden. Self-destruction, rebellion, disobedience. One man. That's the design of God. The design of God to hear his voice is you learn the voice of God in the mountain of intimacy. I put it in the other slide. It's in the school of intimacy. My sheep hear my voice in the place of intimacy. We got to train ourselves. There is no other place. No other university will suffice. You got to know that fellowship. One is to one. Next day, tomorrow morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Is there a place of intimacy? You hear his voice. The voices of the world are too much. There are some 700 news channels broadcasting news 24 hours. Tell me which station can fix their antenna in eternity and give us the news of heaven. Tell me. Your spirit has the access to that. Secondly, the same design I want to explain in this. When God called Moses to come 40 days and 40 nights, second, day he, second time he went, God said, you build something that I like. I'm taking the people there are six lakh, make it two million because they've come out of Egypt. And God is telling them, I want you to be a peculiar, peculiar nation. I want to train the whole nation in this discipline of how they can come to me. And there's this outer court, a lot of noise. Then you have the holy place. I mean, for those who, who, who know this tabernacle design, this is the outer court. This is the holy place. Let's concentrate on this small little place. It's called the Holy of Holies. Now, if you want to be famous and be on Facebook, you, you need to be here. There are some 10 priests on a given day to minister in this place called the Holy Place. Can you, can you think of one furniture piece that is missing here? It's the chair. Because the priests learn to stand in the presence. Stand in the presence. They get stamina to see, to engage, to mingle with the presence. Stand in the presence. And that's why we say, Paul began to say, stand. After you've done everything you can, stand. There should be a priesthood who can stand. Every time a priesthood in the Bible, they change the destiny of a nation. Now, let's come to this portion. The most holy place. God said, I need. This is, it's, it's not a big place to accommodate a team. God cannot accommodate 35,000 people there. And he said, no, you make, Lord, but, but so many people. No, no, no. This is what I like. And he said there, make a mercy seat. Now, this is a mercy seat. Now, let me come and explain this. This is a very small structure. He said, make an ark. Everybody say ark. Yeah, there are two wings there and then fully laden with gold outside and gold inside. And you need to hammer it and flatten that gold. And between the ark, the cherubs, and there is a metal plate here that's fully laden with gold. This small little place is full of shining. God said, I will come there and dwell. That's, that's the, look at the choice of God. 
I mean, we are looking for palatial houses and, 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 and agencies of rest and what not we are longing for. But when God, let's understand, my sheep hear my voice. Where do you hear his voice? And God the creator, Elohim, is about to come and give some directives and communicate to a whole generation his heart. And he says, you build this place, put two cherubs there, let there be the shining metal piece, call it the mercy seat, I'm going to come there. Now, what, is, what, what, what does God do there? One verse from this portion. There I will <laughs> meet you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are on the ark of the testimony. I will speak, Amplified says, intimately with you. Travel through the noise. Come into the holy place. Keep that showbread that menorah, that lampstand, and the altar of incense set aside. Come behind the veil. That's the place I will meet one on one. You can never find in the Old Testament a team of priests going to impress God there. What do you want to call that? The place of intimacy. One on one. My sheep heard my voice in the place of intimacy. It's not in the noisy place. It's not in the place of duties. I'm a religious person. I get up and do this. I get up and do that. No. You come to. There I will meet you. There I will disclose myself to you. And I will tell you my commandments. Commandments. We need to understand the word commandments. As the preferences of God. That's the taste of God. You take a good friend to the shop. And then you'd say, I want to stitch a suit for you. And you will go and you will not do what you like. You will say, probably if you're too close, Macha, you take whatever you want. I'll pay for it. And he will say this, okay. He will say that, okay. That's the commandments of God. You delight. If you want to please God, obedience is the way. If you love me, you will give 1,000 rupees offering. If you love me, you'll build a house. If you love me, you'll operate the laptop. If you love me, you'll play the mixer. Oh no, play the keyboard. If you love me, if you love me, Bible says, John 14, 15, you will obey. Obedience is the highest expression of love unto God. Not singing. I can sing well, I can scream seven services, but if I don't have the heart of obedience, I lost it. And God says he draws there. Come to that place, that place alone. Lord, but it is small. It's just a 10 by 10 Room. Now what did Jesus say? If, if Don't play, pray like the pagans, street corners and standing in the synagogues for everyone to be seen. There are three S's there. What are they? Let me check the sharp people. Synagogue. Seen. Street corners. Yeah. Stand or somebody. Brother Danny said stand. Yeah. Standing at the street corners. Both of you are right. Chris also is right. Always to be seen. That's not where God is. Jesus said if at all you want to pray go to your your, your room, room, huh? room, Lord, room, and the chinnu room, huh? ah, that's where. And what do you immediately switch on the Facebook and on video and be ready? What did the Lord say? First, when you get, get into the room, start praying in tongues. No. What did he say? Close. If I close the door, how will my neighbor know that I'm praying? How will the pastor see me that I'm praying? There should be some sound, Lord. No, 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 no. He, look, look, look at the preferences of God. 
the taste of God. If you're not there in the place that he's, just, just imagine a girl says, four o'clock tomorrow, let us meet at coffee day. And they're about to get married in a week's time. And that man is fully roaming. He's supposed to meet Sunita. He's going to Kavita, Anita, Sarita, uh, Smita, all that. And, and she's power waiting at coffee day. Became coffee night also. Coffee midnight is not coming. And if you want to hear my sheep, hear my voice, it's in that place. No, Lord, I like to be in the street corners. No, I want to keep working on a job. No, you answer my prayer. Give me a visa to Canada. Lord, he may do that, but he's missing you there. My sheep hear my voice in the place of intimacy. You've got to train yourself. There's no other way. And that's why the precedence of our church as we start 2023 is that. The secret place of God. Whatever is the price, let us learn to pay. Wherever it is, let us take any voyage we can. That is our habitation. Amen? Amen? Amen. One on one. One on one. Look at how God is unveiling Eden again. Yes, we rebelled. And God said that tabernacle is enough. Create that God zone. Create the realm. I will come. My realm will interject with your realm. My presence will come. And look at what happened to next David. You know why David was so special? I believe this boy was not preferred by his brothers. Last in the family. There was some controversy and objection about the manner in which he was born. He himself says in Psalm 51, in sin my mother conceived me. Could it be that his mother and Jesse had something? Kuch kuch hota hai. And then he was the byproduct of that. He was not preferred in the house. Could it be that he was illegitimate? And that brother said, when Samuel was coming home, don't be there, man. You take your sheep and go. But somewhere in that playing of the harp and connecting with God in the wilderness, he received a revelation. This is not from books. This is not from Akkadian literature. This is not from hieroglyphics. This is not from any other civilization. This man, young boy, David, connected with God. And God began to show him some realm. Blessed is the man who learns to stand before God. You see, he was about to inaugurate a new manner of worship that God would delight in. And God would so delight in him that he would make him the songster. He would make him the harpist. He would make him the king. He would make him the prophet. He could make him the poet and he will decree a golden era. What's so deal about this David that he wrote something so significant in the Bible? I'll tell you the secret. He said, kingdom affairs, let it be there. Wars, let it be there. Armies, let it be there. Let me get a formula from heaven. Let me get the technology and the manner in which the triune God works. And I believe Somewhere in the spirit, because the Bible says the holy men were moved and carried by the spirit. Somewhere the spirit of God carried him and gave him this divine revelation. What did David do? I put down the references there. Time will not allow me. But David said, I don't want all these things. God bless all these things. He said, this is the place I want. <laughs> and the Philistines, they abandoned the, the whole thing. The ark was seized. And it was somewhere near Kiryat Jerem, Beth Shemesh, and some one, one, one. Big people died also because they went in touch. David said, no. I knew. I had no access to this. But now, by God's mercies, I'm the king. And he said, I will try to take this. And I will pitch a tent for this. No one told him. 
And he had that revelation. There was no concordance, no books, no tapes to listen. Somewhere in the communion in the wilderness, one on one with God, he began to get a download from God. Download. And he said, I will take this. He was so zealous for this. The first day when he took the ark of God and he came, he got smashed. Two of his men died. He thought, I can do whatever I want with the ark. Now I'm the king. I will go the way of the Philistine. And he got an understanding and said, no, if I want to touch the ark, there should be consecration. Two times in First Chronicles chapter, I think it's 16, consecrate the priest, consecrate the Levites, consecrate the whole process. Consecrate means you got to set yourself aside for a holy task. God's things must be done God's way, failing which we incur God's wrath. That's what David taught us in worship. Today, so much is going around worship. Let's learn the simple principle. God prescribes the manner in which we need to approach him. Come to the mountain, but I will give you the rules. Come to the mountain and see me, but I will give you the commandments. Put a boundary. And when, if you get a chance to go to heaven right now, you take a mic and say you're a journalist from AGAG Church. And if you were to in, uh, interview 10 angels and the 24 elders, you take the mic and say, tell me one word about God. And all the angelic hosts would come and agree together and respond and whisper to you this one word. What is that? He is holy. What is holiness? Holiness means a class apart. He lives in unapproachable light. He's a class apart. He is set apart. No wonder Peter would get a revelation and say in 1 Peter 1.15, Be ye holy, just as is. Holiness is a class apart. You can't compare God to any other place. You need to come and so if you want to touch the presence, you've got to consecrate yourself. If you, if you start worshipping God, you yourself, there are certain things in you that will melt like wax. Your sin will come and Isaiah would get to the heaven and, and then he would see the holiness of God and he would see himself and sin would manifest and he said, Oh God, I think today is the last year of my life. I'm a man of unclean lips. How be it that I saw the glory of God? No wonder in our worship there should be deep conviction. When you go down in prayer, there should be those tears of conviction. Oh God, consecration. David would go back home and say, no, I messed it up. The Levites, where are you? I'm, I'm on a journey to discover God. And he says, let's change it. Chapter 16 is a very classic for those who are interested in worship ministry especially. He said, let me get the priest. God likes sound. He takes Haman, Asaf, and Jeduthun, and then he's got 288 musicians. He said, I need cymbals. I need ram's horn. I need harp and lyres and trumpets. Somewhere in the vibrations, God will come. God will dwell. I need that presence where God said, I will meet with you. We got to get that in the kingdom. And he, he went around and he appointed armies, thousands, unit of thousands, thousands, everyone coming. And, 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 and for every some, some six, 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 Six meters or so, he would offer a sacrifice and say, no, get that ark, get that ark, get that ark, get that ark. Yes, my house is there, but let me prepare a place and pitch the tent. This is the secret. I want to accommodate and host God. Whatever it take, let it take. And he said, all the priests come together. Let me line you up. By day and by night, I want you to worship. That's where we get this worship. By day and by night. If we stop worshiping, 
could we lose the presence? You see, by day and he got to know that. If we stop this man, he said, get the burnt offerings. He said, he said to the music leaders, you appoint members. And somewhere he got, somewhere from the, from the throne room of God, 24 divisions as, as 24 elders in heaven. He said, put that 24 divisions continually by day and by night. Let us have worship. Let's have sacrifice. Let's have consecration. Because this is the centerpiece of my kingdom. Where did he get that? School of intimacy. He's the one who gave us that secret. To say if you have God. And you desire God. Your kingdom will be blessed. No enemy will come against you. The Lord is my shepherd. Came there. He leads me. He makes me to lie down. He prepares a table. He will be with me when I'm going to the valley. Forever I shall dwell. Where did he get that David? From there. Right in the cave of Adullam, 400 people will come. He begins to train warriors. How did you get there? Where did you get the technology of God? In the school of intimacy. What a man. What a download from God. Don't be scared of the man who's read many books. Fear the man who learns to stand before God by day and by night. May our church have that signature. Anybody Google our church and come one Sunday. I'm praying that when they sit down, let them get to know this church longs for God. This church drives and for intimacy. They have every cell that they are ashamed and they are willing to go abased when it comes to worship. That is the seal that we need to leave. Amen. Amen. Most of the time we come in our in our, even our own garbs of how we have to worship. Sometimes our denominations have told us, our parents have told us, our, our nation has told us. But let worship be birthed out of experience. Once that is there, we have got, this is David for us, school of intimacy. We hear the voice of God, school of intimacy. I want to announce to you, by the privilege of God's grace, that admissions are open in the School of Intimacy for 2023. I hope you register before the clock turns 11.30. School of Intimacy. You will never hear his voice anywhere else. That's why Jesus would come and take the twelve and go. Teach them. They won't understand. He will fret. He will scold. But teach them. Sometimes he will go undisclosed place. Take the twelve and teach them. Sometimes he will teach them through, through just, just on the job. Take them to the garden. Teach them. He never got anyone else. He did not have a plan B. He chose the twelve. If the twelve fail, they fail. That's Jesus. Be with me. In 20 minutes, let's see what we can do. Three things we overcome as we develop intimacy with God. If you're here trying to say, Pastor Sunny, I'm struggling. What should I do? I'm kind of, in my Christian life, saturated at a place. I've been doing three, four things, but I want to go deeper. And as you climb up or go deep within the school of intimacy, three things you will overcome. You'll overcome the flesh. You'll overcome spiritual lethargy. You'll overcome familiar spirits. I'll explain that. You'll overcome the flesh.
I have to be very quick here. When I wrote, you'll overcome the flesh, I had the sons of Eli or Eli in my mind. Can I have three youngsters, please? All are youngsters, but those who I suddenly thought, you know, you're writing notes. You know. uh, you know, I'll have uh, Naveen here, if you don't mind, Naveen, and uh, our two brothers. At, yeah. Asha is on Zoom. She will be impressed that you're in the front. Can we have? I want to explain this. Let me see if I have the picture here. Yeah. How does intimacy work? And what are the things we need to overcome? Now, this side, since you have this, okay. Now, this is the spirit. <coughs> this is the soul. And this lock. How does it work in the school of intimacy? <coughs> These are the lessons you will learn. Now, how does the enemy operate? I told you about the enemy. I told you about spiritual lethargy. I told you about the flesh. This is the desires and deceitfulness of the flesh. The exhibition of this is mentioned in Galatians chapter 5.19. All kind of immorality, lust, jealousy, hatred, discord, division and all the corruptness of this flesh. And if you are not led by the spirit, to be led by, to be led by the flesh is this way. The moment I drag, I have all the three, the spirit has no choice. So to be led by the flesh is like this. I go to office this way, and all the dictates of the flesh are the ones that are going to be finding expression. Somebody comes, I say, I begin to yell, I begin to scream, I begin to cheat, I begin to do things so deceitful because I'm led by the flesh. Now, do you know some good news of the gospel? I really enjoy it. Jesus did not come to change the flesh. Jesus did not repair the flesh. He did not give a good cream and say, concealer, like me. And he said, put up on the flesh, you'll become better. No, Jesus did not give inspirational lessons, lessons for the flesh. There is no motivational of speech in the Bible to better the flesh. What did Jesus do? Romans 6, 6. We are crucified with Christ. Yeah? And the flesh no longer there. So unless you reckon yourself that this is dead, you're not led by the spirit. And every time you are led by the flesh, the spirit man is angry. His temperature is 107. Every kind of virus comes out. And he's angry. Hey, Sonny, how come you're led by the flesh? He doesn't agree. He will throw up tantrums. He will be grieved. He will cry. He will be jealous. He is Elkanah, God of jealousy. And so Paul says, if you want to grow in the school of intimacy, you need to be led by the spirit. And you will be led by the spirit only when the flesh is reckoned dead. And no wonder now you understand Paul and theology very well. He tells the church, be crucified with Christ. Hold this. Be crucified with Christ. Reckon this fellow dead. Romans 6, 14. And offer yourself as spiritual sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 and 5. Everything you die. And if you don't know this, every morning, and no wonder Paul says, I die 
alternate days. I die third day. I die daily. Christian man is a dead man walking every day. Let that be said of me. It's not yet said of me. Let it be said. You know, it's just like a beggar. I like this illustration very much. Microphone, please. Thank you. No, no, he, hold your hand. No, 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 I'm not going so soon yet. A dead man is like this. Dead man is the one who has a broken ego. It's like a beggar, probably in Kundanali Gate. You open your car, enjoying nice music. God is good all the time. He comes and sticks out his hands. Sar. And then you, you, you know, and out of your zeal, you're wearing everything new, no money also. Now everything goes by the QR code. And uh, then you let him, and then let's say he goes to the next car. Born again, blood washed, three times baptized, believer is there. Goes to his And he also yells at him and says, no, you're disturbing me. I'm fully singing bhakti worship songs. I enter the holy, you're pulling me out. You know, and then he chases off. And that, what does the beggar do? Does he open up uh, Google and, and where all the bad language is there and scold at you? Does he threaten you? Because you said no to him. How dare you said it? You know where I work? You know my family? You know the place I come from? Do you know Beck Becker now? The least. You, you tell anything you want to him, he will move from one car to the other car. Zero ego. Broken man. Broken will. You call him any name, you say, Hare, hey, Yaro, Sir, that which we rarely call. Whatever you call him, he's willing to come. You tell him anything, you close the window, you don't open, he's not bothered. Why? Broken ego. May not be a perfect example, but that's how it is. Broken ego. Your flesh will not rise. If you, so what happens in the school of intimacy is your spirit man. This, this, the spirit man hears. Now let me tell you, this is the one that connects with God. Whenever you go and spend one hour in prayer, a download from this realm comes on you. I'll explain to you in, in the last 10 minutes there. The download would come. And this would go slowly into your mind, your will, your emotion. And then your body begins to respond to the impulses of the spirit. No wonder we have that song, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. So the origin is to be led by the spirit. Every day morning when you do those, get into the school of intimacy. And when you come out, this is the way you are led. This is the way your mind is led by the spirit. My sheep hear my voice. They know me. They follow me. And this is the man that is united, attached, amalgamated, stuck with the spirit. And that's how we lead our Christian life. Without being led by the spirit, Christian life is a joke. It's really a religious garbage. Let me tell you. Romans 7.25, what a wretched man I am. Every time I want to do good, this evil thing is there. It finds its expression. I find that law working, the law of the flesh working in me. Who will save me from this body of sin? And suddenly it goes to Romans 8.1. Therefore, now therefore there is no condemnation. For the law of the spirit of life has helped me to kill, to put to death the law of sin and death. The spirit of God gives you divine ammunition. This is the technology that the, 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 the missionary to kill sin is there here. Romans 8, 13 and 14. Romans 8, 13 precisely. With the help of the spirit, you kill sin. You 
kill sin. You mortify sin. You will not allow sin. This is the way we got to walk perpetually in the school of intimacy. Amen. Give them a hand, please. Thank you very much. Yeah. My time is out. Okay. I'll skip. I'll skip that one and come. What happens in the school of intimacy? If you say, this year I set aside a few months, I set aside days. Suddenly you desire. Our church is on a 21-day prayer. Sometimes I log in proxy with my wife's account and I hear. This morning also I was hearing the prayer. I heard what pastor was praying. I, I get interested in people's prayer because it's, it words give an expression of the heart. You know, and somewhere you, you get the depth of the person in the manner in which he phrases the words. And so when you get into the school of intimacy, suddenly if you, if you treat yourself one month of prayer, if you say, I'm going to take one month off and go on a loss of pay, and you determine to get into the school of intimacy and lock yourself, what happens? Or you say weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or you say every day I clock myself two hours, one hour, 30 minutes. What happens in the school of intimacy? When you draw closer to God, what happens? Three things for us this morning. Hunger. 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 As the deer panteth. He brought the ark of God inside and he used to go visit and come back. Visit and come back. Go back to administration, bureaucracy, war, come back and say, ask the deer panteth. <laughs> Have you seen the deer panting? It will risk its neck to, to, to put itself into the water even if crocodiles are there. Ask the deer pants for the water. Hunger level will increase. Hunger. I call it the wooing of the spirit. This principle is very, very important. Listen to me with vigilance. Whenever you interact with the spirit entity, good or bad, holy or evil, whenever you interact with the spirit entity, it draws you. It draws you inside. It draws you to its own. When I was a... Associate pastor at another church, right in the early days of ministry, we had a corner service. And every time this corner service would be somewhere from 12 to 1. And then we used to play music for that. Finish the worship, right at the worship, you'll have manifestations of evil spirits. People would fall down. And when you minister deliverance, the evil spirits, most of the time, if you notice, if you're in this deliverance ministry, you'll notice, they will say, I won't go. I won't go. He belongs to me. She belongs. What is that? Whenever you interact with the spirit entity, they move you inside their agenda. That's how it is. Our land is a land of pilgrimage. Suddenly it comes to my mind some years ago when we were having our worship in the IGCSE block. We had a missionary come from North India. I think it was Varanasi. Listen to the story what he said. He said there was a girl there talking about the need in, in, in Varnasi and the mission needs there. He talked about this woman. She gave birth to a baby that night. And middle of the night, she takes the baby and goes to the Ganges and 
rights of the baby, throws the baby in the Ganga Nadi. Next day they asked, why did you do this with your newborn baby? You know what she said? Ganga Mata was calling me. Ganga Mata said, give me your baby. Oh my goodness. That a spirit can woo you so much in your ignorance and cause you to hijack your will so that you will do something that the spirit says. I still remember a girl in our street. She got into one kind of movement. And there, she slowly was allured into that movement by the friend. And one night she committed suicide. And when you start looking into her story, she said, the spirit began to call me. Call me, come, 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 come. Most of them, when they're in that suicidal mode, come, come, come. You ask the people. You know, I remember going in, in, in one of the pastoral visits to one young boy who was having tablets in the hand. I asked, what happened? Anna, I want to commit suicide. What is this you're telling? I feel I want to die. Someone is calling me. Spirit beings. That's why it's called addiction. No matter what you say, the spirit being, there's somewhere a doorway, the wooing. I talk negative. Let me talk about the positive. That's how when you engage with God, there's a hunger. No wonder pastor would come here and pick up them. Hunger. I think morning someone was praying. Is it Sister Anita? Hunger for God will draw you. In the school of intimacy, it works by hunger. You're not satisfied. You come to a level deeper with God. Look at what God does to you in Jeremiah 31.3. I have loved you within. Everlasting love. I have drawn you. That's how God works with our spirit. He draws you. The service is over, but you won't go. Next day morning, you open the Bible. You, wait, you think one hour and you will go two hours. That happens in the school of intimacy. You say, one day I will do this, but you will go another day. You'll go another day. You'll clock another 15 minutes. Hunger. Hunger will draw you. That's how God draws you. Look at, look at Hosea. That's a very nice verse. Whenever they messed up, God says, I will allure them and lead them to the wilderness. There I will show my love. Wooing of the spirit of God. God draws you. God allures you. He says, he says, my son, stay another five minutes. That's how the spirit works. That's how, no wonder when the blessing we receive every Sunday, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means in Jesus Christ, there is grace. May the love of God, of God, of God, intrinsic in the Father is the love. May the fellowship not with the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. That means you stick to the spirit of God. He says, come back tomorrow. You stick to the spirit of God. You said, he says, don't go. You stick to the Holy Ghost. He says, no, be with me. No wonder Paul would say he's like a sweet friend. Don't grieve him. He says, don't be drunk with the wine. Be full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full. Because he wants you to be full of him and be led by him. That's where you hear the voice. Do you have that hunger? Anytime you're sitting in your home and you don't have the hunger. When you lose the hunger for God, the flesh would come. Flesh would come. I've said this, but I repeat that. Our flesh is like filth. Rodents are like demons. There is no point in chasing the rodents and the rats when the filth is still there. Behind our house, I said, let's get a parking for the car. And two sides of our house, there are PGs. Each building houses 100 plus, 100 to 130 
people, each building. Normal house, six to eight people, four to six to eight. Now in one building, you have 100 people. Their food and their waste, both the sides. After building a parking space, just the second or the third day, the rodents came and made a big hole, inside, outside. Now, if I'm angry with the rodents, shoot them, call the Indian Army, Air Force, Navy, hijack, put one helicopter, do all those things, no use. I need to get rid of the filth. As long as I have the filth of the flesh in me, the, 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 the demons keep feasting on it. You will have that dirty dream. You will be attracted to every kind of perversion. You will have thoughts of suicide. You will have spiritual lethargy. You will have spirits dictating to you. In fact, the word serpent means whisperer. Hiss, hiss. He comes to you as if he's possessing superior knowledge. He's so familiar to you and he speaks as if you are speaking. Probably this is for some other time. First thing, you're drawn by a hunger. And that's why you can't stop worship for some time. And Paul, David would say, one thing I ask, that I may dwell in your house. How long? Two hours? No. All the day, all the days. Goodness and mercy, all the days. Whom have I in heaven but you? That means when I take a ticket to heaven, nothing fascinates me. Whom have I in heaven but you? On earth I desire nothing but wooing. Nothing beside you. My heart and my flesh will fail. But God is the strength of my life. Do you have that hunger? The least thing we can do today is, Pastor Sunny, you preached a good message. Who wants the good message? I want the hunger. How come I can be satisfied in expounding God's word and running away to the hunger of the flesh if I don't have the hunger for God? Many a men, many a woman who made a difference for God birthed out of the school of intimacy with hunger. They're not satisfied with one hour service. They don't look at the clock after it's gone two hours. They're not bothered about time. They're in the courts of eternity waiting for a whisper from God. Amen. Hunger. Second, burdens. Whenever you're in the school of intimacy, a burden will be dropped in your spirit. Unusually, you begin to carry some weight. You, you begin to be burdened by the lost, by the lame. You begin, to, you begin to be moved by the sick people. God would begin to drop a burden. I strongly believe right in his middle, I think of his 40s, Pastor Abraham, Alfred. Right, whatever work he was doing with the government, a burden dropped. Where do you think the burdens drop in the school of intimacy? Go to the Bible college. Leave your children and your wife. Register yourself and be here in the city of Bangalore. I will tell you what to do. It may take 39 Sundays, but be there, burden. How come you lay the chair and hold the hand of your wife and pray Sunday after Sunday? Burden. How come you stick there and sing the song? No music, no audience to preach, but you're still there next Sunday. You put on your tie and come. What is that called? Burden of the spirit. That's happened only in intimacy. Without this burden, if we begin to do God's work, we will fail. God will put a burden for you, on you. You begin to give unto ministry. Suddenly you, 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 you think of, of people. And then you, you think of, of people differently challenged and your burden goes out. God would put that burden. Moses 
hiding in the other side of, of Horeb, God meets him and puts a burden. Hey Moses, I know you are 80, almost dying. You are stammering. I know who you are. I've scanned every iota of you. But I want to tell you, I want to put my burden on you. Go, go to Pharaoh. And speak. me to Pharaoh. Return to the place you ran away. I will write a new story for you. That's God, a burden. As they were praying in the church, worshipping in a church called Antioch, the Spirit of God comes and moves there and says, set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work, burden. I've got a burden. It's not just about worship. Hunger is just not about I need God and you stay there. No, something will stir you up. Can I challenge everybody here? God knew you before you were born. Before your parents could come together in holy matrimony, God knew you. And God designed something upon you. A prophet, an apostle, a scientist, or probably something that God wants to do through you on this earth. Someone as an evangelist. I don't know what God is. Don't go back to heaven. Malnutritioned of your vision. If God has sent you as an evangelist, don't go back, stand on the courtroom of heaven and say, Lord, I was a good Christian. We have wasted our spiritual resources. If God has sent you as someone to bless 100 families on the earth, don't go back and standing heaven, thank you for supplying need to, to buy an apartment, Lord. The manner in which God has programmed you and sent you, may you become a better fruit. For my sheep hear my voice, they follow me and they bring glory to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Burden. Set apart for me. Suddenly when we are worshipping and waiting, God does not have to whisper. God does not have to do. Just in his presence a burden would come and you begin to cry. You begin to look at the poor and the needy and cry. You begin to look at a village and, 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 and suburb and cry. You look at your office and you look at people who are, who are hooked on to LGBT and cry. What is that burden? That means you're in the school of intimacy. God will never put a burden on you. Because you learn the strength to carry the burden only in the school of intimacy. We can come to church, enjoy, drink a little 5 ml, 10 ml of his nectar and walk away. But burdens are for those. Let me close with this little line. Third thing that will happen in the school of intimacy is light. 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 Light is very strange. God is light. In him there is no darkness. As we said in 1 Timothy 6.16, he dwells in light. Bible says, put on the garment of light. When you start interacting with light, sometimes the old school people, they say they stay in prayer. They interact with light. I put down three things. But let me explain to you something about the physical light we have. In our school, we are taught light travels in a straight line. It's a ray of light. When you slowly study light, it becomes a wave. And then in that, you have some particles. That particles are called protons. Protons are pockets of energy. Protons are pockets of energy. 
when they burst, they release energy. You keep a small glass in the sunlight, the glass gets heated up. How? The water gets heated up. How? How come you take sun rays and make it solar energy? Where do you get that energy from? Because light carries energy. If so much so for the physical sun, how much more the light? Paul would be going to Damascus wreathing with colavery. He's going to, 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 what you say, on a bloodbath. Suddenly one flash of lightning changes his whole life. Moses would go there. No book, no Google, no text, no notes, no iPad. Walk to the mountain. Somebody said Sinai is 6,800 feet. And this 80-year-old, 90, 120-year-old man would walk up to God. Station there. God said come. When God comes, he won't, won't tell you. Because he's a king. You respect the king. You go and station there. It is we who have not had that, that, that thought that God is king. You got to come before to pay homage to him. God, Moses would be there. There would be light interaction. Which language God spoke? What was the grammar? No. We become too cerebral these days. We want to know, no, when you stand in light, I don't know how he got the five books inside him. I don't know how he was able to say in the beginning was God. God created and he began to say the days and the time. He began to say the flora, flora and the fauna and he would talk. We talk about stars too much. He said sun, moon and in addition some stars. Where did this man get this wisdom from? Interaction with light. And as you stand in the presence of God, you don't require heavy duty knowledge. That's why I believe even though we have rural India, Spirit of God knows how to access their mind. Somewhere that light would come in and God speaks to you in thoughts. I experienced God this way. There would be a notification just like you have your, your mobile. You get, a, you get a cling, you get a sound and you don't know what the message is. You just tap it and a message would come. That's how God works. You stand in the presence of light. You're just singing a song and you know what is, what is happening to you. Suddenly a notification would come. A verse would come. Yeah, though I walk through the valley. I remember this was, I think in 2012, 31st December. I was at First Asia and Pastor Gavin calls me right in the night or 31st. He said, Pastor Sunny, can you lead us in a song between the old year to the new year? I said, okay, Pastor, I'm coming. I'll try to come ahead of time and run the song with the worship team. And so that time, Shreya, uh, Sunita was pregnant with Shreya. So Sunita is getting ready. And as she's getting ready, she sees, uh, she goes to the washroom and she sees blood. We know this thing because we already lost a child. And so sometimes, uh, previously when we went for a scan, it says threatened abortion. I mean, those words are all, you know, heavy duty. And so... Uh, I say to her, no, uh, I don't think uh, you're okay. Uh, we have to go for a scan tomorrow. You stay at home, I'll go and come. So I leave her uh, at home and I'm going, you know, I'm already heavy. And I'm supposed to lead the song from the old to the new year. I'm practicing, I'm standing. One sister comes during the testimony time. You see how pastors are ministered. So I'm standing there and she comes, she, she opens a verse. And as she opens the verse, I'm getting a notification in my spirit. 
I didn't read the Bible. I don't have a prophet. I don't have anything. But look at when you're standing in the presence, a notification would come. You will not die but live to see the glory of God. That's the verse that was read from Psalm 118. I said this verse is for that child. The whole service, that, 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 it was like a message. It was like, like a pinned message, SMS. I took straight, laid my hand on Sunita and I released that word. I said, this is what God says for this child. And today she's nine years old. How? Notification, revelation. Somebody would stand and say, God would tell him, no, you will not die. He will be a light of revelation. Light, light gives you revelation. You just got to be in light. Light is the light is the is the material for transformation. As you see him face to face, we with unveiled faces, we are reflecting the Lord's glory. As we reflect, we are being transformed, metamorphosized, transformed, glory to glory, stage by stage. Stage by stage. I'll tell you how God works with you. He will show you your sin. But if he shows everything, you will collapse. As you're standing in, in, in the presence of God, in the school of intimacy, God would show you your anger, your pride. He will, he, will, he will shed his light on you. The problem with humankind is we have a self-vindicating system. We will judge everybody except us. Now she did it. He did it. It's not me, our government, our country, that person. But when you stand in the light, as, as long as God uncovers and sheds light in your heart, you confess your sin. Can I tell you something? The power of sin is in its secrecy. The day you bring sin out of the closet of secrecy and bring it to the light, sin loses its power. They, they, they brought that woman she was lying with another man. They said, let's go and kill her, test the Lord, and have our own player havoc today. They brought that woman right from the place of adultery, and they brought her to Jesus. She was set free. These fellows went away. That's why we say, confess your sin. Bring it to light. Jesus said, repent. Light has the power to break the stronghold of sin. After everything, we come a service like this. If our hearts are not convicted, of sin that lurks deep within. We have not had light. Isaiah light. Joshua. Standing before God. Satan comes. In the light of God. It shows all. He's wearing priestly garments. And the Lord says change the garment. Remove the filthy rags. Put on the garments of righteousness. You get it only in light. Transformation. Close your eyes everybody. My sheep hear my voice in the school of intimacy. I just put down in Acts 22 what Paul said. I saw the bright light from heaven and I heard the voice and my life changed. Lord, I love you. I adore you. What more can I say? We say, you cause my love to grow stronger. If you say, Lord, I come into the school of intimacy in 2023. If that is you, just stand up. I'll ask Pastor Prem to come and pray for us. If you say, Lord, I'm not happy in the place of hunger. I want to thirst after you. I want to run after you. If that is you, oh God, put the burden on me. How long will you live for yourself?
How long will you count your silver coins when the power of God wants to find its expression in you? Would you lift your hands and say, Lord, let your love grow stronger and stronger. Have you heard the wooing of the spirit? Are you bearing the weight of the son of God over you? Are you basking in the light of God?